Welcome back to another devotional in the book of Proverbs. Today, we are in Proverbs chapter 27, where we will see a familiar theme that we have gone over before. Friends. True friends who tell us how it really is and who help us to protect our souls and our families. It's going to be good. So if you've already prayed on your own and if you've already read Proverbs chapter 27 on your own, then let's dive in. Today we will see that we are fools if we try to walk on this narrow path alone. Without true friends who will tell us when we're wandering off the path, we are setting ourselves up for danger and potential failure. We need friends who are sharp, clear, loving, friends who are available and nearby. So let's begin by reading our passage for today, Proverbs chapter 27, verses 1 through 22. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let a stranger praise you, and not your own mouth, a foreigner, and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and the sand weighty, but the provocation of an ignorant fool is heavier than both of them. Wrath is cruelty, and anger is a flood, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is reproof that is revealed than love that is hidden. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. A satisfied soul tramples the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul any bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from her nest, so is a man who wanders from his place. Oil and incense make the heart glad, so counsel from the soul is sweet to his friend. Do not forsake your friend or your father's friend, and do not come to your brother's house in the day of your disaster. Better is one who dwells near than a brother far away. Be wise, my son, and make my heart glad, that I may respond with a word to him who reproaches me. A prudent man sees evil and hides. The simple pass on and are punished. Take his garment when he becomes a guarantor for a stranger, and for a foreign woman sees it as a pledge. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice early in the morning, it will be counted as a curse to him. A constant dripping on a day of steady rain and a contentious woman are alike. He who would restrain her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. He who guards the fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who keeps the watch for his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects man. Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver, and their furnace for gold, and each is tested by the mouth that praises him. Though you pound an ignorant fool in a mortar with a pestle in the midst of crushed grain, his folly will not turn aside from him. Again, we know that this book is filled with a ton of proverbs, obviously, but remember that proverbs are short sentences that help us to live wisely in this very wicked world today. They are standalone sentences, but I believe there are some themes to be observed, and that's kind of what we've been doing throughout this entire study, right? Finding the themes throughout each chapter. So today's passage creates this picture of a man who is just very insecure, unsatisfied, and self-deceived. A man who is in great need of good counsel and good friends. 
I know that we can relate to some of his struggles, so let's highlight a few. First, verses 1 through 2 highlight the extreme arrogance of this person. The arrogance that you and I are tempted to have as well. So let's reread verses 1 through 2. It says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let a stranger praise you, and not your own mouth, a foreigner, and not your own lips. Again, this is the theme of our nation today. We all love to talk about ourselves, to talk much of ourselves. Whenever we are in a conversation with someone, maybe you'll notice that each person is just competing to talk more and more about themselves, to make themselves the center of discussion and attention. We love ourselves. Do you find yourself doing this? Is the world revolving around you? your needs, and your desires? Do you often boast about yourself and try to make yourself seem better than you actually are? If so, this reveals a few things about our hearts. Number one, it reveals that we are self-deceived, that we are so delusional and ignorant of our actual wicked and corrupt selves that we would think that we have anything to boast about at all. We have nothing to boast about. Secondly, it also reveals our own insecurity. Maybe the reason why you always find the need to boast about yourself and make yourself seem better than you actually are is because you are insecure. Some commentators point out that maybe the reason this man in this passage continues to boast about himself is because of how insecure he feels while being with his contentious wife in verse 15, a wife that is a nagger an issue at home that is causing the man to be jealous and self-promoting. This is just one reason why we need good counsel and good friends. Another reason is to protect ourselves from our own emptiness. We see this in verses 7 through 8, so let's reread it. A satisfied soul tramples the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul any bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from her nest, so is a man who wanders from his place. Maybe one of the reasons why you are so self-deceived and confused and full of yourself is because you are spiritually empty, meaning that your relationship with Yahweh is dry. Why? Because you have put aside the sweet communion with God. You have put Bible reading at the bottom of your to-do list, your least valued possession. You can't remember the last time you even talked and prayed to God. Why is your relationship dry? Why are you empty? Because when we become so full of ourselves, we have no room for God. Being full of ourselves means being empty of Yahweh. And Yahweh is a jealous God. He does not compete with ourselves. This is another reason why we are so self-deceived and in need of good counsel from good friends to point out our emptiness. Lastly, another reason why we need good counsel and good friends is because of our own waywardness. And we see this in verse 20, so let's reread it. Verse 20, Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. We know that our hearts are prone to wander, like the hymn says, prone to leave the God we love. So we need good friends to put us back on track. Now, what kind of friends do we need? 
Friends who are hard, who are sharp, clear, nearby, and available. Friends who give us the hard truth we need to hear in a loving way. And friends who are nearby and available to us so that they can really help us during our times of need. You know the familiar verse in this chapter, Proverbs 27, verse 17. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Our friends must be sharp. Just like a dull knife is not useful, neither is a dull friend who will only tell us what we want to hear and not what we need to hear, who will never be sharp with us in order to lead us back on the path of wisdom. Good friends help to point out our weaknesses. And we see this in verse 5. It says, Better is reproof that is revealed than love that is hidden. And good friends, again, are those who are nearby in our local church, who are seeing our lives regularly so that they can accurately point out our sin. We need good friends who are nearby so that we can seek counsel before it's too late. And we see this in verse 10. It says, Do not forsake your friend or your father's friend, and do not come to your brother's house in the day of your disaster. Better is one who dwells near than a brother far away. During a time of need, you don't want to be calling a friend who lives in another state. You want a friend who is here and nearby and available to help. Friends are good and friends are very necessary in order to help us during this life to stay on the path of wisdom and to not wander off into wickedness. Find good friends who will protect you and be a good friend to others and protect them as well. Lastly, I want to make this final comment about boasting. We should never boast in ourselves, as we saw earlier in this chapter. But there is one thing that the Bible does tell us we should boast about. Jeremiah 9 verse 27 says this, But let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. Don't boast about how good you think you are. The only thing that one can boast about is that they know Yahweh, the one true God, and that Yahweh knows them. I know the king of the universe, and so I will boast about that throughout my entire life. Do you know him? That's Proverbs 27. I'll see you tomorrow for Proverbs chapter 28.